1: And so then you have this crazy sexual awakening, this girl's orgasming against you (laughs) when you haven't even you've you hugged her. And I don't think that was it. I think it was being
0: straddled in a park in public that really got him going.
1: Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Potter. And I'm Karen Lee Potter. And this is the ultimate and probably the only podcast with a sex expert, Cougar Mother, and her stand-up comic son, Cam. Today we have an awesome guest on the show, Matt Hunter.
0: And I know we always say awesome but this time it really really <laughs> really it's he's awesome awesome because it's like he fit in perfectly to our format which is of breaking those barriers down about talking about sex.
1: Yes, this guy created a company that is basically creating a platform where people can go if they're in search of coaching or research or tools to help their sex lives. And it, he he has like a whole roster of coaches. It's a beautiful thing.
0: But what's more what I found Okay, do we want to tell it now or can, afterwards? Can I just say the,
1: the name of the company is called Cambio.co. Yeah. That'll be in the show notes. You got to spell it. I also like that it has, my name is the first Oh, uh, maybe maybe
0: subconsciously it was
1: dedicated to you. I think it was. It's C-A-M-B-Y-O. Y-O is Dot C-O. Okay. That'll be in the show notes. What this episode is really about, though. Is his personal journey. His personal journey. He talks about a whole sexual awakening that he went through.
0: Yeah, and, and I,
1: it it sounded really cool. Mind blowing.
0: Yeah, I yeah. gotta look
1: this woman up. You you gotta check out the, the, the sexual journey, that, and then he, he talks about you know issues that he struggled with regards with regards to his penis. And he, I, yeah. I share issues that I've struggled with regard to my penis. And, and basically, I, what did you come away from it with? Well, you'll have to listen to the episode. Oh, okay. But there's a solution here for if any men and probably women are dealing with their own sexual issues. There are solutions to all of these things. In this episode, in this episode,
0: and you'll hear a little bit about Burning Man, which is really fascinating too. So,
1: if you're interested in uh, how to perfect your love life,
0: I don't even know if "perfect" is the word, but if you're interested in improving
1: your love life, I would say "perfect" in the in the sense of accepting imperfections. How do you like that mood?
0: I like that accepting imperfections. I love it. But I also think that it's just basically for anybody because throughout life you're going to go in and out of having like a you know feeling really good about your sexuality. And sometimes you won't feel so good So I think it's very helpful
1: To just bring it all out on the table This is a very uplifting episode If And, and uh, by the
0: way, the guy's good looking Not that you'll be able to see him on this podcast But he is good looking great. We had a run of good looking
1: men That's great, man uh, Without further ado Let me tell you about
0: the birds and the bees And the flowers and the hot guys That we've been interviewing
1: lately Jesus Christ Stay tuned Matt, welcome to the show Thank you so
2: much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: We're excited to have you. Today's guest is Matt Hunter. Of Cambio. Uh, Matt, do you want to explain what Cambio is?
2: Yeah, sure. It's it's a a place where we help people develop uh, their intimate lives. And we do that through stories and coaching and and research. And this is men and women? Men and women... You know, people of all genders, of all sexualities, of all races, uh, you're welcome here, and we help you out.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And, and do you want to spell
1: it so people know how to reach you?
2: Yeah, sure. It's C-A-M-B-Y-O dot C-O. Yeah.
1: Perfect. And so, can you tell us why you just... You started the company, right?
2: I did. Yes, I did.
1: What triggered it?
2: Oh, my goodness. Okay, well... Uh, <laughs> I guess, I I mean, my whole life, I've always been interested in sex. I think that's a pretty natural thing. Uh, About (laughs) two years ago, though, I went to this summer camp for adults. And there was this one workshop put on by this uh, Tantra woman. Uh, She was, you know, probably about 50. And I was just, I was super interested. So I showed up front row and it's late night at this camp on the second night. We're getting to know people and, you know, we're having a good time. We're flowing. And she uh, tells everyone to pair up with someone. So I just paired up with the stranger that was right beside me. And it was uh, a girl about my age. How old are you? And I'm 29. Yeah. So at the time I was 27. And we did this, uh, we did this hugging exercise where we hugged for 15 minutes and I don't know if she was it or not but she had an orgasm while we were hugging. So Wait, it was like wow. Yeah, and, and it was like a really kind of powerful thing.
0: Wait, when you were when you were hugging, were you like like rubbing like her
2: No, clitoris no. Area it was just accent? it was just yeah, I know. Right? I mean, they were pressed to oh, each okay. other. Oh, okay. Maybe she was just making that up. I don't know. But either way, it kind of just it blew my mind, right? It was like I was immediately fascinated by the instructor of the experience, and it was kind of one of those like I followed her around for the rest of the weekend from that point on. The girl that like, orgasm or this teacher? No, the, the teacher. Well, <laughs> who I was was like, You this? gotta tell me. You gotta tell me the, these. Like, Sh- show I, me I your tricks. Who is, exactly. Who, yeah.
0: Who? What's her name? Yeah. Do you remember her name?
2: Yeah, her name's Kia Park. Kia Park. Yeah. So and she. Yeah. Go, go ahead. On, go on. Yeah. So, so, um, after that experience and just hanging out with her and asking her questions, she was like, uh, it, it was one of those moments in my life where I, I thought I was cruising along at like an eight out of 10. And then I realized I was actually like a two out of 10. Oh, wow. In, in terms yeah, so, of
0: we uh, are sexuality?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just in terms of me addressing the things going on in my sex life. Um, my ability to love others—I mean, all kinds of stuff—in the kind of umbrella of intimacy, I you guess. Know, you could and,
0: say. and I've heard that from other people, like like my friend Nancy Sutton Pierce, who ended up getting a doctorate in sexology, and she she runs all these um, retreats to for, for
1: our listeners. That's the one that gave me the twenty one day masturbation challenge.
0: Exactly, she does the retreats to uh, hedonism. Okay. And yeah. uh, does a sexual sensual yoga, but she said that it was just like, she'd been married, and she just said this was revolutionary for her. And and people go through this all the time.
1: So totally, can you yeah, totally. can you tell me a bit about? I, I want to get imagine this exercise. And get into, in, the, was it? It's fifteen minutes, and she's guiding you through hugging or what
2: it yeah a lot of it was uh, was like mindfulness type things and that's actually you know what that there's there's more to the story so i'll get into that because i think it will actually kind of relate so after the uh after the that weekend getaway i hit her up and was like hey you know i'd love to just take you for a coffee ask you some more questions blah blah, blah. and she was kind of like yeah get away you know wait like, this girl. is
0: the girl that orgasm or the teacher
2: no the teacher the okay teacher. <laughs> this is so she's
1: only interested in the teacher okay
2: Yeah. And finally, she relented and she was like, "Okay, here's the deal. You're going to meet me at this park, which is like the most public uh, park in Toronto. It was uh, a summer afternoon. You're going to meet me here at 3 p.m. and uh, you're just going to do exactly what I tell you to do. And that's the only way I'm going to kind of teach you. And so I was like, can we just stop
0: for one second? Does this sound like anything
1: familiar?
2: I have no idea.
0: Like Nina Hartley oh, no. wanting to teach you type of thing and yes. telling you.
1: But, but Nina Hartley was not trying to be like, uh, uh, like uh, <laughs> she was not trying to be in public with me. She just wanted me in the dungeon with her. Anyway. Wait, right. wait, she but didn't say dungeon. What sounds you dungeon? Sounds she had a, she <laughs> has a dungeon in
2: there. Anyway, but it, it does it,
0: sound reminiscent of like an older woman <laughs> trying to teach a younger guy.
2: Yeah, That's what right. I mean. Exactly. Exactly. And so this is, um, yeah, so she's, so I met her at this park. place was packed, sunny afternoon, and she had me basically lie down and she like straddled me. So you can imagine a woman like 20 years older than me straddling me, all these people walking by. Maybe I knew some of them. Wait, They're you're all, on
0: your back or your front?
2: I'm on my back. Oh, yeah, on the, on the grass. This is and she's time. like, she's like rubbing my belly and my <laughs> thighs. And just getting me like out of my head and into my body. (laughs) Anyways, it was it was uh, deeply embarrassing, but also just, you know, an amazing kind of first experience to just open the can of worms of of curiosity for me. And that's that was kind of the impetus to kind of that, you know, two years ago led me on this journey of, okay let's let's look for some answers. Let's try and figure out why with some women, I don't have the sexual chemistry that I want that. Why with some women that I really admire, I actually like can't love them. And then other women that I don't, you know, I'm not that into, uh, why is it that I'm so good in bed with them? And yeah. I, yeah. You, you must, oh.
1: what, what did you learn? What wait, did, what wait, 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 <laughs>
0: before you get to what you learned, it's like, had you ever been like at all curious about older women?
2: Yeah, hundred, hundred percent. And I've had some experiences with older women prior to, uh,
0: prior to this one.
2: Yes. uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, I just uh, I'm not as myself in bed with older women as I am with younger women straight up. Maybe it's just I'm not as comfortable. Maybe I'm intimidated. Yeah. Yeah.
1: She's a cougar expert, mother. Yeah. Well, yeah. I t-
0: I know it's interesting because I, I do a lot of, you know, my, on my YouTube channel, I talk a lot about the uh, wide age gap relationships, especially, you know, older women with younger yeah. guys and a lot of younger guys who've had like this ultimate experience, like with an older woman tend to have that preference afterwards, almost almost like going a fetish. But, you know, it's interesting to hear your, your your own personal story with that and what it led you to.
2: Yeah, well, well there's, there's a bit of a discrepancy that I'm still trying to come to terms with, which is like I definitely prefer dating older women just because I feel like uh, more intelligent, more experienced. I can learn more from them. Mm. I, you know, I partied a lot in my 20s, and now I'm transitioning out of that. And so there's just a lot more alignment in terms of values. But my physical body... And what I'm like more comfortable with is definitely younger women. In that
1: is interesting. Can you? Yeah. It sounds like you went through a sexual awakening at this yeah, camp. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Is it? Is that how you describe it? Uh, I,
2: I mean, yeah, I, I guess so. It just it, it opened me up to uh, the possibility that you can change and develop and improve your sex life. You know, before I kind of, I think I had a bit of a fixed mindset mentality towards, uh, intimacy where it was like, oh yeah, you know, if this thing doesn't work, then I'm just broken and there's nothing I can do about that. Hmm. Whereas like it opened me to the possibility to explore and, and, you know, work on some of these things.
1: So will you describe what you were like before camp?
2: Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, some of my friends, they call me the enlightened bro and uh prior I think to this
0: or, or you're, no, you're saying
2: po- def- definitely post uh post. i i'm i yeah i mean i was a guy i, I was a musician um oh, so you got laid a friends. lot we, we chased women around yeah
0: it's, yeah it's an instant like magnet to women but i don't me too i was always interested in the uh, band members whatever it is it, it, it's like a groupie thing you know i'm a groupie <laughs>
2: So, so you the were mother. Just... That's a groupie. So, totally, yeah.
0: I, I become like I ridiculous. It. It's like ridiculous.
2: Yeah, something. There's something. There is something about it. I don't know music. Since and I was a kid, like, dancing, like yeah.
0: if, all guys out there, bec- go in a go in a, uh, any kind of rock group, you have women chasing you, no matter how bad you sound.
1: <laughs> I'd like to hear a little bit more about his. Okay. his we, can we control this the time This for okay, a second? okay. So for. <laughs> So you, I apologize. you have these girls going after you, but you're kind of vanilla. Is that what you're, is that where you're going with
2: this? Um vanilla, vanilla in what sense? I, I, you, you said'
1: you're, you're kind of fixed in your ways, so I, I assume that's like
2: yeah I, I, I just didn't put much thought into it. I was working hard on music and and then a little bit later, technology. I was a busy guy. I mean, sex was something that I had, but it wasn't something that I would say I put intention into if that makes any sense.
1: And so then you have this crazy sexual awakening, this girl's orgasming against you (laughs) when you haven't even, you've, you're hugged her. I don't think that was
0: it. I think it was being straddled in a park in public that really got him going.
2: Yeah, it was, it was a culminate. I mean, this was all in a one week span. Right. And then from there, yeah, I started reading a bunch of books. I started working with practitioners and coaches and I was just really looking for answers for, for myself yeah. So,
1: yeah, so what what was the problems that you were trying to solve, though? I don't understand. Like, you're looking for answers. I, I'm thinking— It sounds I, like I'm, you're
0: fairly normal.
2: Yeah, so, so uh, I guess I didn't explain this, but I would say that I didn't fully enjoy sex uh, at the time. And I think part of it had to do with—yeah, uh, just— not being in the moment, being too caught up in, in my own performance, being caught up in um, portraying this image of perfection. Uh, so there was a lot of, yeah, there was a lot of work that kind of had to be done with that. And then
0: wouldn't you say that, yeah, go ahead. Wouldn't you say that that's fairly common? I mean, I, from what I understand from talking to a lot of the younger guys, I, yeah. And I've heard the same thing over and over again. It's that the guys are caught up in their own head and that they're worried about, like, what if I can't get hard or what if I come yeah. too soon or what if I can't come at all and what is the girl thinking and what if my penis is not big enough? It, it, those are pretty fairly normal, typical, at least things I've heard, especially with guys in their early 20s to Yeah, late,
2: t- late 20s. totally. I think they're a common part of just being a human and being mm-hmm. a, especially a young guy. And I think or, originally it was kind of like, Oh yeah, maybe there's something wrong with me, but then through all this work and all the reading and stuff, you realize like, no, this is this is normal. This is who we are and you know, if you can accept that and just kind of reset your expectations around what uh yeah, just you know, what are the things that normally happen when two humans get together? Then then I think you can get a lot more comfortable with. And Cam, this was something I was going to ask you about. Hit it. You know. Yeah, because it was like uh, you talked about uh premature ejaculation and i think you you mentioned like that that you just you have awareness around it but you haven't been able to change it necessarily is that true
1: so there's i will update make an update to all this right a premature ejaculation update i i have been in this i i've been seeing the same girl uh for the past 4 or 5 months yeah uh regular sex And through that, I I also am very comfortable around her uh, emotionally as well as physically. Uh, So so they kind of go back, you know, they kind of uh, amplify each other. And from that, it it is – it's kind of like what you described where – Sure, I still – the first time, I still am going to come quickly. I did the 21-day masturbation challenge. I've tried all these different techniques. It's just going to happen. I I very, very low threshold. But then the second time, I, I could go for however long I, I need to go, and it's the same. It's, it's all good. And it takes very little time to go from the first time to like – the the refractory period is minimal.
0: And she's aware yeah. of it too, obviously, so she and, doesn't give a shit.
1: And so because she's aware of it, because I'm aware of it, we're able to structure our experiences such that we're both able to enjoy the experience. Right. And, and So like maybe it'll be that I come first, then I please her, and then we'll go back to the two of us together because then – both of us can have a good time together. That and sounds perfect. It's a it's a great solution. So, sounds
2: delightful. It, I'd love to join in one time. It, oh. it, it, <laughs>
1: well, well, she's let's keep cute you in too. Mine. So so, but I think you're right in that it doesn't. The problem is, it's it, I don't think it's just going to go away necessarily. At least not in my situation. But you just learn how to work with it.
0: You should be only so lucky that it doesn't go away. Most guys that are in their thirties, forties, they they. Literally, like, are, it takes them a while to come. You know, it turns into the opposite sometimes, and especially know, if they drink. Yeah.
1: And so, and so, the other thing I, I, know, the more I talk about this, the more I hear from guys that either they can't get it up, they can't come, they're coming too quickly. And it, it reminds me of like trying. You're you're trying to play a sport like every once in a while that you practice like you know a handful of times uh, yeah, in your life. I would life. say that's a good analogy. Yeah. yeah. And so, obviously, you're not going to be great at it. Until you have like regular practice and you start right. realizing, oh, I tend to the right when I have this swing or, you know, and then you kind of re- right. readjust for it.
2: Yeah. And then it, and then if you take if you take that analogy, right, and not just sex, but you, you apply it to marriage as well, which could quite possibly like be the most ambitious undertaking, <laughs> you know, we we put on our plates in, in our entire lives. It's really hard. Right. And and that's why we offer guidance to people. Who uh, who are trying to navigate either their sex lives, their relationships, because a lot of that stuff is difficult, and it's just it's a bit unfortunate when people just immediately jump to the conclusion of like, oh, I'm fucked up. There's something wrong with me because every time I chat with my friends or watch a movie, they their sex lives seem to be awesome. You know, mm-hmm. it's like.
0: Yeah, they're it's all not, full of shit. It's
2: not exactly how yeah, exactly. Not exactly how And can I
0: say something else? I think a lot of the problem also is that people don't know their own bodies first. They just expect like their partner to VSP. And then they don't know they're too shy or embarrassed or self-conscious to articulate exactly what they need. And that's yeah. why bad sex and fake orgasms happen and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. I I, I want to make it very clear to any of our any of the people just starting out having sex or they dealing with this problem every you would be the anomaly if you are having like a perfect fuck session no one is having great sex the first several times i i and at first i was i thought i was just a fuck fucked up you know sex partner and like oh i'm just coming all the time and the the truth is you just (laughs) Uh everyone is different you fucking learn how to deal with it and
0: you know what and it changes and then to add more stress as, you, as your hormones change, and especially with women too, uh, and you go through different life passages and you have kids and all that kind of stuff, it changes again then. Because then you have to readjust again. Yeah. You, you know, a lot of different and as relationships grow or don't grow. Um, you're with the same person and, and then we deal with the whole monogamy is difficult. Uh, issue as well, because, you know, there's a lot of theories that say that, you know, monogamy is just not uh,
1: consistent with human biology. Okay. okay. So mm. I, I want to talk about monogamy and I also yeah. want to, I want to throw the question back at you because in our yes. pre-interview, you mentioned that you originally had a, some sex issues. How did? you, can you describe uh, still that? still do. How'd you deal yes. with that?
2: Still do and, and probably will for the rest of my life.
1: Um, no, no, I, no, no! Stop with the
0: negativity. No, you will not. Okay,
2: yes. Yeah. So, no, no, no. That wasn't even negative. That was just a. That was an acceptance kind of piece Yeah, you know? that's I don't think. I, I
0: don't think either of you should accept it. I think both of you guys would be just fine. Just you know what? What do you more mean? Just fine. This course.
1: is just fine. I, I come quickly. That's just fine for it me. It may
0: <laughs> not happen in the future. You may get a lot. It may yeah. that your stamina may build. You may uh, just work out something with you with your partner that changes things. I don't think any of you guys can. really fixed. predict negativity in your future. It's I,
1: not fixed. But for now, okay, Matt,
2: you you guys may end up being the
0: biggest, the the, the most. It's using your tool to the best of its ability.
2: Totally. And I am open to the idea of impermanence and change. Absolutely. Uh, And and I've been putting that intention in. I think, you know, for me, what happens or what I what I realize now, what has been happening is certain types of women. Uh, I am absolutely fine with. It's a great experience. Uh, with other types of women, I, it's, I'm a wet noodle. I just can't get it up, you know? And oftentimes, yeah, it'll take a little while, maybe a few sessions to kind of get over that. And, uh, and then things will be a little bit better. But yeah, just my, my own sexual functioning around a certain group of women uh, it's just is it is the polar opposite of my functioning around other groups. <laughs> wow, of women.
1: that yeah. is wild.
0: It, but is it wild? Because think about it. I mean, it, a lot of sex. Ninety-nine percent of sex is mental. So whatever has gotten yeah. into your head, it, and it's totally fine. I mean, like any person, you have preferences. So some people prefer blondes. Sure. They can't get it off with with redheads. You know, some people prefer Probably. older, younger, black, white purple, whatever, you know,
1: it's just, it's a preference. So does that dictate your preferences then with who you?
2: Yeah. So, well, so this is, this is where it gets tricky because the people that I, and and, and it only takes one person to come along and just completely blow this whole thing to bits.
0: And it will, it will
2: happen. And and, and it will. I, I feel confident that it will also um, but yeah, what I've experienced is, is the types of people that share similar values to me, and people that I admire, and people that I think are intelligent and authentic. Those are the people that I have a tough time making love to. Oh, that is
0: so funny! It's like that one movie you kiss your mother with that mouth. I or, or you, I can't, I can't have have my. Oh, it was um, god, the one with um, um, uh, not oh god, anger management or, well, <laughs> Not Ingramish. Uh, <laughs> you know which one I'm talking about? Oh, my God. So the, what, basically, I, don't, I
2: don't know it, but I got to watch it. I'm completely um,
0: lost. Robert De Niro, he he, uh, he was saying that uh, everybody, the listeners will be writing in like, oh, this is what it is. Um, it was like... There was a two part of this, but whatever. The bottom line is that he's old fashioned. He could not have his wife give him blowjobs. That's for like, you know, there's mistresses because there was a the mouth that kisses his children. So maybe you have like this, uh, you know, that you can't you need the Madonna in the bedroom, but you can't be your wife, type of, you know, that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, I uh, I don't know. And certainly uh, my mind has run the gamut of alternative relationship uh, arrangements. But I, I'm, I'm confident that if I just keep putting intention into it, uh, i'll find someone where I can satisfy most of those things, and it'll be all good
1: right so the people that you can easily have sex with how would you describe them
2: uh, most <laughs> it's, it's not it's not there's no like firm rule, but a lot of the trend is like uh s- someone who's younger, less experienced, physically attractive physically smaller um yeah that seems to be the so it 's like in, in almost all regards, like less intimidating.
0: So that must be mm. it for you. You must feel more in control when you are, uh, in your opinion, uh, at a different level. You want to continue psychoanalyzing?
2: Yeah. No, I love this. This is a live diagnosis. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. I this. Let's keep it rolling. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. It's, it's probably true, right? There's probably some sort of control thing. There's probably some sort of like power dynamic involved. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've I've gone all in on this, so I'm I'm more than happy to analyze.
0: Yeah, we've we have we interviewed someone uh, that'll be coming out in a podcast coming up soon um, that has a, a major strong preference for S and M.
1: It will be the it will be the last one. Yeah, the last one you Our heard last, last, last epi- week. Uh, last
0: episode, and uh, so that's his preference. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it.
1: Wait, can
2: you totally? We're not yeah. yucking
0: anybody's yum, but I mean, it it, it, <laughs> it it definitely has like a lot to do with your confidence level.
2: Yeah, totally, totally, and and maybe part of it as well as figuring out where I fit in the sexual preference universe, right? You know? oh, yeah. So, so how, how yeah. do you
1: have you have you kind of seen like okay, this is the thing that I'm, this is how my penis works. This have you made changes to your life based on that? Like, have you made decisions based on how your penis works? <laughs>
2: So, so some of those decisions have led me to uh, places that I shouldn't have gone, I think, when we make decisions based on how our penis works, but other ones you know other, other ones have have been great and l- like i said i 'm still trying to reconcile this i I spent the last um, few months dating a girl who was older, more intelligent, more experienced, and tried to work through that and uh, just had had difficulties but um so that one didn't work out, but my penis did lead me to uh, Burning Man in August.
0: <laughs> oh man, I heard some it's... wild stories of Burning oh, Man. Oh
2: my god, have you guys been to? We, Burning we man?
1: heard about it. I'm going next year. Oh my oh, god, this is going to be oh, hilarious.
2: It, uh, yeah, it was outrageous, and it, it was the first time I've been, and I didn't, you know, I didn't want to drink the Kool Aid going into the experience, um, but I went in with this intention of exploring sexuality and BDSM and all this stuff. And I, I won't share everything, but it is a, a wonderful playground for that. And one, one day, I'll, I'll tell a real quick story here. Great. Uh, I woke up one morning, and I, they have a little booklet that has all of the activities to do. And there's a million things you can do, a, a million things. And there's a lot of sex-related stuff, BDSM, that kind of thing. And this one thing caught my eye, which was a slave auction. Oh, so my God. Yeah, so so you can literally show up and either like bid on slaves or be auctioned off as a slave. And I was just going to go bid. And um, <laughs> is it and, for real
0: money or fake money?
2: No, there's there's no real money at at Burning Man. So you're bidding with experiences. So basically, oh, wow. Um, yeah, so basically, it's like someone will go up on on the like podium. It's it's set up like a total like as you would imagine a slave. <laughs> would be like you know oh my God. this years is years.
0: very erotic to me to sound it just sounds great yeah
2: uh, it's, it's amazing and and actually so before i went i told one of my friends what i was doing and he was like oh last year i went to that it was the highlight of my year you should consider being a slave in the auction as opposed to just bidding on it and so i was like okay you know what let's do it i uh, you know might as well and you show up it's a tent that it, it's run by some they're called alibaba or something and it's uh it, it's decked out like, a, like something in Game of Thrones, and, <laughs> and, and the slaves are immediately shackled, right? So you're shackled upon entry. You go, you sit off in the corner of the room with all these other slaves, and about 100 people fill this tent to bid on slaves. And Wait, did you say it,
0: you are? Or you're on, are you wearing clothes?
2: Uh, yeah, you are wearing clothes, okay. yeah. I mean, you can choose not to. You, that's the thing about Burning Man is you can go naked whenever you want. But basically, you go up on stage and you offer an experience. And then everyone in the crowd bids on you with their own experience. And as a slave, you get to choose who to go with. Uh, And so some people will come up and say, you know, uh, I'll cook you dinner. And somebody else will bid on them and say, yep, you can – you know, if you cook me dinner, you can come back to my tent and fool around with my wife and then we'll go have an orgy or something. Oh my God. Yeah. Or someone else will say, okay, I I will, I have brought an airplane here. So I'll drive you, I'll, I'll take you on a flight tomorrow. And then someone will bid on that and say, you know, I brought an ambulance with a mattress in the back, so <laughs> we'll spend the evening in this ambulance, oh my fooling around, basically. So, oh wow! Yeah.
1: So when they say slave, though, it it we're coming right from the, the previous BDSM interview where we were talking yeah. about master and slave, and one, you know, That's it's right. very much one is dominating the other and telling them what to do. But this sounds more of like a trade of a sex trade.
2: Uh, yeah, some of it is sexual. Some of it's not. I mean, there's, there's no rules as to what experience you can offer. Mm-hmm. And, and so my, uh, my offering an experience had the potential to become sexual, but I actually, I went for, for an option that didn't become sexual, but where it became interesting is I had gone to Burning Man with the intention, because one of my coaches suggested that, I should have someone dominate me and just see what that experience is like because I've never had that. I've always had to be the one in control and curating the experience, I guess you could say. Mm. And this girl went up as a slave right before me and she was dressed like a, a dominatrix and she was offering an evening of like going around to different sex parties and like being the the dom. And I couldn't bid on it because I was a slave, right? So I was tight-lipped, but I was like, "Oh, I really really want this." And so as soon as she came off, she got auctioned off to some couple. She came off and I was like, "Hey, I really wanted that, but I couldn't bid on it because I'm a slave. How about we meet up the next day?" And uh Oh, wow. And she said she said yes. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, and so that led to, yeah, this, you know, trying to meet up with her. And uh, of course at Burning Man, it's impossible to meet up with her, but we've, we've exchanged, we've exchanged emails. And so there's
1: an IOU. uh,
2: It's an, (laughs) I have an IOU for, for a domination, for for beating. Yeah. For, for a beating. And she, when I was in Vancouver uh, last month, she was in Seattle, and I I contemplated getting my car and driving the two hours. Ooh, oh, he likes this. Yeah, it's it's gonna happen. So the the anticipation is percolating. So, so this will
0: probably help you though with your need to be with younger, more like less, like in your opinion. I w- I don't want to say the word inferior, but like somehow like not uh, you feel like more uh, less someone intimidated. Could dominate, like, someone who could, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It'll for let sure, you be right? the submissive then, but you.
2: Yeah, you don't. You don't want. I mean, everyone is equal, of course, and this is not like. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, people. Yeah, I just want to be with people that are more naive or something. I think it would be incredibly helpful. I. I this is the other thing. I've been trying to curate this experience uh, in my life. And I've struggled with making it happen. Some people have told me to go on FetLife, and that website just it scares the crap out of me.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, what about just going to one of these dungeons?
2: I had a friend who was like, "What? Like just down the street? There's just a the dungeon." <laughs> oh yeah, apparently <laughs> there, there probably are, are dungeons.
1: A- where you another
0: are. podcast you could listen in to in Los we-
1: Angeles, yeah. you could find some easy, some dungeons really easily. I had a friend yeah. that worked there, and and guys would come in to be de- dominated. Yeah. It, 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 they sign a contract at first and the, the, then it goes, they go on their merry way. Let
0: me ask you something, Cam. Yeah. So, if you were at this Burning Man and you had a choice between being a slave or the master, well, who would you be? Ah. I, I, ah
1: neither really attract me. I, 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 well, I, if somebody
0: said you had to pick one,
1: I, I think the dominator. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I think I'd
0: be the submissive, <sighs> the slave. Uh,
2: yeah. There I, it is.
1: Yeah. I think. So, I don't
0: really like to do, be the dominator.
1: Yeah? Yeah. No. So, so have, has, you, you said you were getting coaching. and this, is, is this through yeah. Cambio?
2: Yeah. So, so I started out on my own journey of coaching. Um, in the spring, I met uh, this gentleman named Philip, a guy from SF, wonderful guy who became my business partner in the venture. And I had a bunch of people, friends, people in my extended network who knew I was doing this kind of thing. So they would ask me for recommendations to coaches and books and that kind of thing. And so I just decided to make it a legitimate service to, first of all, just help my friends. And so the idea was pretty simple. When I started working with coaches, uh, I was not sure if they were a good fit for me, if they were even a good coach, if there was a correlation between how good they were and how much money I was paying them. I you know, I had no idea. So, uh, I, yeah, we created this service where you show up. You map out exactly what you want to work on, and nothing is too weird. We're all, like, wonderfully unique. Uh, From there, you'll be recommended the top three coaches on a roster that specialize in those exact things. Who who does that?
0: Do you you match people up?
2: It's an algorithm. Yeah, oh, going, so, that's even yeah, we're, you know, we're the we're so techie tech savvy, guys. Yeah, look at that. We're so so I mean, we're, our, both of our backgrounds is in uh, is in technology. Uh, so we were both entrepreneurs for a handful of years prior. Uh, very and cool. uh, yeah, you get matched with the coaches, you get to speak to whoever you want to for free. And then if you like them, you can go ahead and, and book straight away. So we you
0: should, handle the whole You should whole make experience. that go on to Therapists, therapists, and and clients—it's it's a much needed thing, and it's hard to 100%. find a that the therapist that's going to you know be a good fit.
2: One hundred percent. There's there's some good sites for that already. Oh, okay. Um,
0: but this we, is more we, sexual. We,
2: yeah, this is this is more sexual. Any type of sexual practitioner, um, therapists are bound by. Uh, laws where they have to operate in certain states. Uh, and, you know, sometimes we believe that the, the person in the same city as you is maybe not the best fit for what you want to work sure, on. Sure,
1: sure. Okay. okay, so we only have, a, we have like seven minutes left. I have two okay. topics I'm thinking about talking about. Okay. One is your, your openness with regard to sex and how that came to be, like your openness with regard to talking about sex. And yes. the other is about the research you were talking about with regard to monogamy.
0: Yeah, I kind of want to just, let's just start with the monogamy one first, and then we'll get to the, the openness. I think we figured out that he's very open. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I, okay, I'll, I'll, if we could drop that, but I can just mention very quickly, two two main things have contributed to that. Uh, one is meditation. I started wow, meditating about four years ago.
0: Love meditation. And then the other
2: big one is realizing that, Vulnerability is is actually not weakness; it's strength, and it allows you to connect That's with right. people. That's beautiful. Uh, you, you could be Cam's best friend. I Literally, I, I, think I, I don't it think be,
0: there's a more. It, this is you like read his mind.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think it would be. I think it would be a wonderful fit. You know, but but pretending that you're some perfect human uh, doesn't allow to connect and to resonate with other people and help them make the change that they want to make in their lives.
1: Right. I, I I think I was mostly curious about. Most people are guarded when they talk about sex, and especially their their inadequacies or perceived inadequacies when it comes to sex. You don't have this issue, and, and and it's rare to find that. So I was wondering how that came to be. Was it talking with your parents about sex? Was it you know? It was
2: it was realizing that I'm enough. I'm enough as is. You know, and and I think that this is a an area of our lives that is deeply neglected yet it's so it's such a huge part of our lives right yeah. so just putting a little bit of intention uh helps you helps you know it can help you make a huge change and so i realized if i was going to help people on this journey i just had to come right out with it myself
0: good for you and have you yeah. had any um re- uh, repercussions or any things that you feel like you shouldn't have said or done <sighs>
2: uh, i mean it, sometimes it could it, uh, i think it plays into my dating life a little bit in terms of, (laughs) in terms of intimidating women or yeah, maybe they don't want to open up to me. Uh, I'm sure people have said things behind my back, but they said them behind my back. So yeah. What
0: about your parents? Have they been very, uh, uh,
2: yeah, my, uh, my mom was, so my mom's a doctor and she, uh, she was just, yeah she she was actually i think she was quite happy with it because um she had to help people almost every day refer them to a sex therapist, and oh. often the sex therapist was full, so she had to recommend them like self help sex books wow. so oh my yeah God. so she was on board with that, and my dad was just kind of like yeah if people want the service and it makes money then uh, sure typical, t-
0: typical dad <laughs> Yeah, so, but so, are you, uh, do you yeah. tell them? Like, do, have you been open with them about your intimate relationships?
2: Not, uh, You're not talking about his parents.
0: Yeah, do, like, do you talk the way Cam and I talk to each other?
2: Definitely not. And I think <laughs> that you two are possibly the only uh, <laughs> mother son combination in the world that speak like that. Seriously, it blows <laughs> my mind, and I love
0: that's hey. awesome. Woo-hoo. Thank you. All right, so now, look at you guys. You turned a little red there for whatever reason.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, just I, I'm, in bed, you know, what if my parents listen to this, right? <laughs> I, I would actually love that because then they could see more of who I am. Maybe I'll send it to them. Should we wow. tell oh,
0: should we tell them the surprise? In walks your mother. Here she in. is. There Here she is. She is. No. Mrs. Hunter. Mrs. Hunter and Somebody. Mr. Hunter.
2: Here they are. It's not far away from where you guys are right now. So, I, you know, it's not, it's not out of the realm of possibility.
1: <laughs> we found them and we've captured them. <laughs> Uh, so we
2: got to we got to hit on the, the research. Yeah, we, I would love to. We hear do, the- or yeah. you know, if
1: hit on the research. We, we okay. We have okay. Research. We, can, in, we hit it quickly. Cliff notes of the research.
2: Cliff notes with the research. Cliff notes on the research is this: um, less than fifty percent of quote unquote millennials now uh, are interested in having a monogamous marriage in their lives, and so the the relationship and sexual landscape is really shifting. We're conducting a research uh, survey that we released just yesterday. We've already got a couple hundred responses. We're trying to understand the changing landscape of relationships and sex. You can find it at cambio.co. Come out, be a part of it uh, during the month of December. There's going to be a lot of just interesting... Uh, taboo smashing and shame melting. It's going to be really awesome. We're going to share all of the data publicly. If you work in the sex space, we will share the data with you. You'll get all of it. We just want to help the entire ecosystem uh, understand exactly what's going on.
1: And you're coming on when those results are published. Yeah, you'll come back on.
2: Yeah, That would be great. That would be such a treat. Because
0: we we need to talk about monogamy. I always had a a real difficulty with uh, understanding. I mean, not that I... I was in a monogamous relationship for twenty-four years, but the point is that I think that the whole idea about monogamy and human and human beings being animals are just—it's just not consistent. That was just my thought. Totally,
2: totally. Mm. And I—I I like to say, I like to think of it as uh, as a choice. You're being vegetarian, you know. <laughs> it, 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 being vegetarian, it might be an ethical thing. It might make you feel good, um, but it's in our nature to eat meat, mm. you know. And it, and just because you choose to be vegetarian does not mean, oh, there's an animal.
0: Exactly. And speaking <laughs> of animals. Well, I don't know what's going on over there. We got some animals in the background. Um, Love it. Thank you but anyways, so yeah, much. Just, just to,
2: yeah, just close that thought. Just because you are uh, choose, choosing to be vegetarian does not mean that bacon smells really good. And so I think if you choose to be monogamous, you just have to you know, act with the understanding that, you know, you will be attracted to other people. Maybe you don't have to act on it, but you just you you know that that's in your nature.
0: You could look at the menu. You just don't need to order.
2: Sure. Or you can <laughs> order if you're both cool with that. Right. You know? <laughs> but just, just, cool just do it in a way that's, that's transparent and honest. Right. As opposed to just sneaking around behind people's backs. Right. You know, most I read a stat that was something they they can't they don't know the accurate number, but they said somewhere between thirty five and seventy five percent of married people have cheated at least once. Oh my and god! And it's like those That's are a, not those are not good. Yeah, it,
0: not at all. And cheating <laughs> and cheating is just so wrong. So yeah, uh, you know it's it's just interesting because we do talk a lot to porn stars, and they're definitely able to stay married, be you know, in a monogamous uh, intimate relationship, but not in a sexual, obviously, relationship. So it's just, it's just like, I don't know. Different strokes, different folks. Well, Matt, thank yeah. you
1: so much. Yeah, we really appreciate
0: this, and we definitely want to re- redo very soon.
1: And that was our interview with Matt frickin' Hunter.
0: Yeah, and as promised, it really opened up the dialogue. I mean, I think the main thing I got out of this is that no one just out of the gate knows what to do sexually. Yes, that's and, it. And once you get out of the gate and you are having sex even then it doesn't mean that you're going to really know what to once you're doing it a lot does it still doesn't mean that you know what you're doing and and how to make it well and how to make it the best it can be and i think this kind of opened up ways that you could do it
1: as the Buddha says We are in a constant state of impermanence.
0: Oh, my goodness. You're talking Buddhism during the whole
1: I would be best friends with this motherfucker. I
0: totally, (laughs) you know, instead of, usually after we do an interview, I want to fix Cam up with whoever the girl is that we interviewed. Now, this time, I want to fix you up with a guy.
1: I I would take him on as boyfriend. I don't think we'd have sexual intercourse, but I think we would have very deep dialogue about sex and spirituality. It's unbelievable. Could I explain where I was going with this Buddhist quote? Yeah, yeah. The Buddha is all about, you know, there's nothing constant in in life. And yeah. so you must accept impermanence and everything will be changing. And I think the same r- is, is true Applies with to regard sex? to sex. You're, uh, one one day you're going to be like, uh, you know, premature, pre- premature ejaculating. <laughs> ten years later, you're going to be a Don Juan. And ten years after that, you probably won't be able to see your penis. <laughs> this is what I think I've come Wait, to do w- you wanna, in this interview. Do you want to
0: tell them uh, about the 90-year-old that you once talked to in Spain?
1: Why don't you tell the story because I don't remember this.
0: Okay, basically, you decided to practice your Spanish with some 90-something-year-old man when you
1: were uh, in Madrid. Yeah, we, we were in a restaurant. It was a non-smoking well, restaurant. Well, you just the said you wanted started, me to tell him, and then you took, took over anyway. The guy started t- smoking cigarettes. The waitress what, kept coming over saying, you can't smoke here, you can't smoke here. What did he, he look kept like? Goes, okay, okay, okay. Oh, he's old as fuck, white hair, like, like fucking, you know, everything is sagging. And I go, do you have any, any advice for me? You know, you're old as fuck. I didn't say that. but that Well, was how did you say it in Spanish? Uh, I, don't, I have no, I, no recollection. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I, I basically asked him for advice. And he said, the one thing I have, and one piece of advice I have for you is to use your dick while it works.
0: Because later on it's going to fall off?
1: <laughs> because later on it's going to fall off. Yeah. I
0: thought when you told me that, I thought that was like the best, funniest advice any old man could ever tell a random strange kid. I
1: was not expecting that you, at all. How
0: old were you, like 20?
1: Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, that was good advice. But,
0: but the point is that, you know, everyone thinks that they're so like, I mean, a lot of people keep this inside too, which is really sad. Yeah. Yeah, and people we know very intimately, are friends of ours, and and they don't tell
1: anybody that they just had these issues going on, you know, sexually that they're embarrassed about. And I I can't even tell you how freeing it is to be able to you, you have a conversation with someone like Matt, who is not afraid to go there and explain what he's embarrassed by or what what he's struggled with. Because then, every, you know, you see each other uh, each other's humanity. You're not trying right. to put up fronts. Right. You're not trying to be anyone that you're not. There's no uh, cognitive dissonance.
0: And, you know, I think it's also a generational thing because there is no chance in hell that your father, who is from Argentina, would ever tell any of his friends or any other guy, especially <laughs> that he doesn't know over the Internet, that he was having any sexual issues whatsoever. Yeah, well... I, know, I, he wouldn't even be able to do, like, oh, I love you, guy. I love you, man. Like, the way you do with your, your friends. You're always hugging them and you know, put your arms around them and saying I love you to them.
1: I thought he was pretty affectionate with his friends. Oh, maybe
0: for his really good friends. But, but not like, like, seriously, like he'd be saying, you know, uh, I've been having some erectile dysfunctions. <laughs> I just don't think him, he would do that.
1: Yeah, well, I've never had that issue, so I, I, I've never had to say that. Anyway. Yes, you have. i never had erectile dysfunction. What, I'm hard what, as a rock every goddamn time. I even look at a girl.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I meant like. Premature ejaculation is part of the whole. No, erectile dysfunction. Of, you can't.
1: You cannot get up. Oh, premature I, ejaculation. You coming too quickly.
0: I, I don't. Know. I thought they all have to do with dysfunctions. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, I'm very issues, comfortable telling issues. about my penile yeah, yeah, problems. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you, apparently, you don't have problems anymore. So, like, no, we're look, good to go. We're good to go. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. And. Honestly, if you guys like have anything to say about this whole issue about being open and vulnerable about your sexuality, let us know. Tell us your problems. We yeah, wanna, we, uh,
1: the, you could tell us to tell to us anonymously. We'll share it. You'll feel good because you're contributing to the show. You're getting your voice heard. You're 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 explaining. You're and you're letting other people know that you are not alone with this problem. And I'm going to go one step further.
0: I'm going to give away a 15 minute coaching session to the best. Our most unique pro- problem, or that someone would like to work on with us. Oh shoot! It's going to be a joint coaching session via
1: Skype audio Skype with Cam and I. I wouldn't say the best problem. Oh, the, the, not the, the best, the but best, just the, the, we you find know, the, the most compelling. Most, yeah, most compelling, most heartfelt. I love that. Send us send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com. You can also uh, leave us a voicemail at 323-472-4237. This will all be in the show notes of this episode.
0: And if you do want individual coaching, I have it on my website at Karen Lee Potter. if you ever so inclined to just want to talk to me alone about it. But that's another story. Thank you guys for listening. And, to- you know, it would be nice if you guys could, like, uh, check out our iTunes podcast where it says, the button says subscribe and subscribe. Leave a rating and a review. And the reason we tell you to do that is because once you download it, then you get updates in your feed all the time is when we put out new stuff. So otherwise, you will miss these great these great episodes.
1: And we say leave a rating or review because that's the only way other more people can find us. Exactly. Enough with the plugs. Okay. Instagram too, by the way. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Love you. Bye.